Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Hey out there, thank you for joining me. I wanted to just take a few minutes and talk to you about something that's been on my mind. Um, I've got a mentor. His name's actually Tom Wheelwright, and he says that if you want to change your tax, you've got to change your facts. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thought process, and what I really love about Tom Wheelwright is um, he, he he talks about that he believes that the IRS code is really just an, uh, it's a set of incentives. It's really a manual. It's a, it's a direction manual for us business owners and, and taxpayers, everyday citizens. If you really just look at the tax code a little bit different, if you look at it as an instruction manual, it really tells us what the government actually wants us to do. And what's interesting, you know, you got so many people nowadays that are um, complaining about the fact that, you know, these large businesses don't pay their fair share of taxes and maybe they pay, you know, uh, on average a, a less percentage or even sometimes, you know, no taxes. But the reality is the government uh, created the manual on it. And so what we've really got to do is stop complaining about it. If you want to change things, you've got to vote. And I'm not encouraging um, you to vote one way or another. But at the end of the day, it's just an instruction manual. And so we can't really fault someone or a business or anyone else that has figured out exactly what the government wants us to do. So if it's true what Tom Wilwright says that the, um, the IRS code is really just an instruction manual, Congress wrote it uh, to tell us what to do. And so the government actually wants us to invest in housing. They want us to invest in jobs. They want us to buy more computers. They want us to buy more trucks. We've kind of had this conversation around depreciation, but I'm taking it a little, a little different route today. By the way, Tom Wilwright has a, a great book out there called Tax-Free Wealth. I highly encourage you guys to go get it. So here's what I really want to talk about today. Um, there's really two sides. Um, there, there's really two sides of, of income. And on one side, it's what we call make money. Um, and then the other side is earned money. And I, I find it interesting that we even have the conversation um, around making money, because if you really take the word make, it's creation, right? Um, so we're not making money. When we go to work and somebody pays us $14 or $15 or $25 an hour, we're not actually making money. The word make actually, uh, it denotes creation, right? Uh, what we're doing is we're earning money. And, and you've probably heard the term before too, even W2 income, it's earned income, right? Earned income is actually the worst tax bracket to be in. And so everybody likes to complain about it. We like to whine about it. I pay more taxes. Remember the old saying, um, Warren Buffett said that his secretary actually pays more in taxes than he does. That's not completely true. Um, he might, she might pay more on a percentage basis than what he did, but she definitely didn't pay more in taxes than Warren Buffett did. So um, when we really look at the W-2 income, when we learn, when we talk about the earned income, that's the worst place to be. There's less tax incentives. There's just fewer write-offs, um, for employees that work for companies. Um, you take it a step further. We've got self-employed individuals, all of that. Um, that's really, that's really on the, um, the earned income side. Now, as we get into self-employed, there might be some other tax benefits, et cetera. You might be able to write off a little bit more, but the tax breaks, um, are, are really, they're, they're kind of skewed toward, um, the W2 individual 
Um, they technically a lot of times pay less in taxes than the self-employed people do. So in onto the conversation of making money, what I think is really where it gets really interesting is when we get on this side of, of the conversation about making money. So literally the government wants us to make money. They want us to create wealth. Um, I, I had this epiphany years ago. There's a mentor of mine. His name's actually Barry Lipparelli. Um, one of my favorite people in the world. I've got a podcast that I'm hopefully going to record with him. He doesn't know this yet, but I'm hopefully going to record a podcast with him and just sit with him for two or three hours because he's completely changed my mind. Um, but he kind of exposed this, uh, me to this early on. I had a, a plumbing and heating company and um, the price of copper was going up. And he said, you know where you can really um, create wealth? He said, if you know like the amount of um, copper pipe that you're going to install, go out and buy a bunch of copper because um, the price of copper is going up. And so if you bought it today at you know, $1.23 a foot, and, and we, we think it's going to go to 250 a foot or 350 a foot or whatever, you're basically hedging. And he's like, you could literally buy a stick of copper for $1.20 a foot and then just wait six months and you could sell it for 250 or 350 a foot. And so you basically just created two, three, four dollars of wealth, depending on what it is. This is where it gets really interesting. Um, when we begin to make money, so you take an online product and you spend 10 hours recording a video series and what did it cost you? It might've cost you $10,000 all in. You put a production crew and to build the video library and, and put it out on Kajabi and all that stuff. Let's say it, it cost you $10,000 and then you sell 10,000 subscriptions to that at a hundred dollars a piece. You just created hundreds, you just multiplied, you just created thousands and thousands of dollars of wealth. It costs 10,000 and you literally just multiplied that exponentially. You just created wealth out of nothing. Now that's where it gets interesting and that's where the tax breaks are and that's where we really begin to make money. So, I love the term make money because we can create out of nothing and that's what I really want to challenge you guys to start thinking about. Rather than trading your time for money and saying, "Hey, my time is worth $40 an hour." I want you to start thinking about how can I create wealth? So if you just think about the office that I'm sitting in this particular house, so um, the concrete, you know, it was created from rock and lime and then the two by four studs, a logging company, you know, went and cut logs down and then they took it to the mill and then they turned it into two by fours. And every single time that happens, somebody marked it up and they made money on it. So we created wealth and something that was a tree that maybe cost, I don't know, let's say it cost a hundred dollars to tear that tree down. I don't know what that number is, but it cost $100 to tear that tree down. And then they take it to the mill, the sawmill, and the sawmill turns it into a, a thousand two by fours, right? That they sell for $3 a piece. So now we've got $3,000. So the original tree cost $1,000 to cut down. And then they take it to the sawmill and now they turn that tree into $3,000. And so we just, we just made $2,000 of wealth. And then Home Depot sells it, right? For the $2,000 of wealth. And then the framing company came and put this house up and they, they framed the house and literally um, they took the two by four and they added the labor. And let's say that the labor cost $40,000 to frame up the house and the two by fours were another uh, $40,000. So that was $80,000 cost. They charged the general contractor $120,000. So they just created literally $40,000 of wealth out of thin air. They just made money. Now that's literally money creation. That's what the government 
wants to incentivize us to do. They want us to be incentivized to create wealth, to make money. I want to change the thinking around this. I want to really challenge you guys to think, how could I, how can I be the guy that bought the two by fours and sell it for double what I bought it for? Um, quick little story. When I was in junior high, um, I, 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 I made suckers. I literally, there was a catering shop across the street from my house and I went to the catering shop and, um, the lady showed me these sucker molds and she gave me the recipe. Her name was Glenna Ritchie or yeah, I think it was Glenna Ritchie. She owned a company called Candlelight Catering. So anyway, she taught me how to make suckers and my mom like invested, I don't know, $15 in my sucker business. And I went and bought caro syrup and I bought food coloring and I bought that, uh, the food flavoring or whatever, the sucker flavoring from the, ca- uh, the catering shop. And so I literally, let's say I invested $12 in the sucker molds and whatever, and I made these suckers. And so I would, I would take suckers to school. Well, the first couple of days there, I had no, I had no customers because kids in junior high, they didn't bring money to school. They didn't know that they were going to be buying suckers. And so uh, it took me a little while to get the business up and going, but eventually people started buying my suckers. And so what I would do, you know, let's say the sucker cost me 30 cents, right? I'd be selling these suckers for 80 cents back in junior high. So I'm making 50 cents a sucker. Um, that's making money. That's creating wealth. And I know, you know, some people are sitting back and saying, well, this is nothing like revolutionary, Mike. But if you really just think about it from the aspect of wealth creation, I mean, anytime you mark up a product and conceptually, we understand it. Um, a wholesaler sends a Snickers bar to the store and it costs 40 cents the store to buy it. And then the store sells it for a, a dollar. It, I get it. It's not revolutionary. But if you really just take this thought process, instead of whining and and crying about the fact that this particular person pays more in taxes than you do, we've got to get on the wealth creation side. We've got to look at the IRS tax code as a set of incentives. What does the government want you to do? Instead of whining and complaining about it, let's get on the right side of the conversation. So we've got this side of um, money where we earn money. The more you can do to get away from that and begin creating money, just that simple shift right there alone is going to get you to a point where um, you start moving toward saving more in taxes. So um, there's a lot of resources. I'm going to do some future podcasts with um, some CPAs that we work with and, and, and bring some people on so that we can talk more about this. But you know, there's a lot of little things you can do. Um, here's something that'll blow your mind. I mean, if you move over to the making money side and you start a side hustle or a side business, you can literally take up to $12,000 of revenue and pay your children $12,000 each, uh, basically tax-free. Now you can't use that. The kids can't use that money to eat or, you know, required living expenses and that kind of stuff, but literally they could use it for college or, you know, going to Disneyland or whatever. I'm not a CPA, so don't take this as financial advice. I'm just trying to get you thinking about the fact, I mean, you couldn't do any of that. If you just go to work and you work a job, you get paid a W-2 income and you're trading time for money. You absolutely cannot take 12,000. You you could not imagine trying to tell your employer, Hey, I want to take $12,000. And instead of you paying me, I want you to pay my kids so that I can write it off in taxes. It's just not possible. But when we start thinking about getting over to the making money side, the reason why these tax codes exist is because the government wants to incentivize us to create jobs, build more buildings, provide housing, uh, buy trucks, buy cars, buy equipment because it stimulates the economy. They want us as business owners spending and providing, again, all these resources, jobs, et cetera. So I hope that challenges you a little bit. And I, um, I'll, I'll go deeper on this you know, in future episodes and different times. And obviously, as we talk to different guests, they're going to 
dig in on this a little bit, but I would highly encourage you to just start thinking about how do I move some of my income or add additional income that's not on the W-2 side. It's not on the earned money side. It's on the make money side. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, How can you go out there and make some more money? That's where the exponential growth is. Um, That's where you can really create wealth and value. And that's where all the tax benefits are. So hope that helps. Um, Have a great day and uh, we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the Investing for Freedom podcast with Mike Ayala. For show notes and links mentioned in this episode, go to investingforfreedom.co.